Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this recap edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, we will be recapping the Texas Tech-Houston game from yesterday, and this is this is a, almost a 180-degree turn from last week's recap. Uh, Texas Tech, 49-28 victory over Houston yesterday. Um, you know, one of the things I talked about in, in the recap last week and in my regular episode on Friday was that this was an opportunity Tech needed to stop the bleeding. Uh, you know, Houston, not a very good team. Houston's not a very good key, good team, and I think that was made pretty clear in, in what happened yesterday. But this was the opportunity for uh, Texas Tech to stop the bleeding and and at least get yourself get yourself a win in the FBS range. Um, obviously, bigger tests are coming starting next week, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But, you know, overall, um, great win for Texas Tech. Does it completely right the ship? Does it everyone feel better about this program? Um, I think the jury is still out on that because, you know, like I said, I do think Houston is not a very good team. But you made a, you made a bad team look bad overall. Now, you had some hiccups. Uh, certainly in the first half, defense had its struggles. And, I mean, it was looking like this was going to be a, you know, 100-point shootout. And it was just – that was shocking to me defensively because, you know, defense had looked so strong. Well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say they weren't the 85 Bears in their previous games, but defense looked competent enough uh, to stop Houston. Houston is not offensively they're, – they're not as strong as they've been in the past with, with Dana Holgerson, um, but they just – you could not stop them in the first half. And, and a lot of that credit needs to go to Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith, I mean, we, we know as Tech fans, he was a, he was a really good quarterback – you know, and, you know, unfortunately, the, you know, there's two other quarterbacks in the room that probably were a little bit better than him. And so he, he ended up transferring. And, you know, I said it back when he transferred, you know, we, we wish him the best. And, and that's still certainly true. I still wish him the best. Uh, other than yesterday's game, you know, we wanted him to lose that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought in the first half he, he made some really good runs, made some really good throws. And, yeah, tech defense just they did not look good in the first half. Now, here was the fortunate part. And uh, the first half, your special teams, I've never seen a Texas Tech special teams look as good as that. You had a blocked punt, you had a kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, that's two—that's 14 points just on special teams. And I think what it did is it enabled the offense not to be in such a panic mode. And I thought overall, um, offensively, and I'll talk about some – Things I, I still have questions on, but I thought overall offensively, I, th- I thought you, you you were pretty effective um, for a lot of the game, you know, um, and certainly in the first half you were um, very effective. You were running the ball, um, a lot of short passes. Uh, Baron Morton I thought looked pretty good, and, and I know you know he's got some shoulder issues right now, um, but I think the play calling enabled him to play to what his strengths were, and really finally enabled. Um, you to really utilize that running game like you like you should um and so I think that was having those special teams touchdowns in your back pocket I think really helped the offense not to have to be so panic mode panic mode now I will say this I'm still not a fan of tempo 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 all the time especially I think the way the first half was unfolding I would have liked for them, and maybe maybe that's just you can't because of the way you run the offense. But I would have liked for them to slow down a little bit because I think your defense needed needed rest. Um, 
so you go in the half, you're, you're up 35 to 28 at that point. You know, you, you were able to drive down, get yourself a, a touchdown right before the end of the first half. And they, they tried to kick a field goal. No good. Um, so you look, looking pretty good. You, you start the second half going three and out and then you shut down Houston going three and out. And that was important because yeah, that, that going to me, there is nothing more deflating when you are, you're, you're able to get, get, the, get a touchdown before the first half and you're able to get the ball back the start with the first, te- second half. There's nothing more deflating to me as a fan when you go three and out in that that's first that's first possession of the second half because you know I think you had an opportunity right then and there to kind of put Houston away and you know, you just kind of blew it um, and really that's kind of an interesting it's an interesting but troubling trend um, I'm seeing with Tech offense is it seems like the majority of their first possessions not only in first half but second half are three and outs and so. They need to fix that. That's something that need, they definitely need to do some work on. Um, but you're able to get the ball back the second go around and get a touchdown. And, you know, yeah, I think some people were saying, oh, the offense disappeared for a while. I think there's a combination of things. Um, I think, number one, your defense finally was starting to kind of figure it out. And they were forcing, you know, Houston into um, punting the ball away. But I think also – when you're in a situation like that, you're up two touchdowns, you're not, and this is a good thing, you're not necessarily going to be, you know, going for broke, throwing those bombs out. You know, there's there's a little bit of, hey, let's bleed the clock. Um, I think in that situation, you could you could make some throws, like some screen-type throws, or, you know, again, utilize your tight ends. You know, you saw that yesterday with Mason Tharp and Baylor Cup. Um, you had some really good plays towards them. Uh, the only, you know, offensive possession that I was really like, what are we doing here? It happened after um, you had, for- I think it was after you had forced turnover on downs on Houston and you didn't utilize Taj at all. It was like basically it was right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, you basically threw three straight throws um, and they were all incomplete and then you punted. So you literally maybe a minute ticked off the clock that I did not understand. And, you know, I understand if you want to give Taj Brooks a rest. And we're going to talk about him in a minute because, wow, <laughs> he's good. Um, and I get that. You might want to have, have given, might have wanted to give him a rest. But, you know, I think as proven yesterday, you've got Cameron Valdez, very good running back. And, you know, Nehemiah Martinez, very good running back. You could have put in there and, and do a little bit of that. Or if you're going to do throws, do – kind of some short screen type throws or, you know, again, involve your tight end. And so that was, I was frustrated with that offensive series, but really beyond that, I thought, I thought you did a good job um, offensively um, with everything. And again, you know, kudos to Tim DeRuiter and the defense, you figured it out in the second half and you shut them down. And so that obviously was huge. And, and I think that's a good sign that you know that they can make adjustments when need be. And, and I I thought that was a really huge, um, development. Um, clearly MVP of the games, Tosh Brooks. And I, I think I, and a lot of other Texas tech fans look at that from, um, Tosh Brooks and you're thinking, why the heck were we not doing that? The first four games, because he, 
has the ability, and it, this happened multiple times yesterday, where he gets hit in the backfield, but yet he still finds a way to get yards. Uh, there were several times he gets hit, hit in the backfield, should be a loss of uh, loss of yards, and he's still able to you know figure out two, three, four yards. I mean, he's a workhorse, and you know he's not afraid to get hit, and he's not afraid to keep running when he gets hit. And, I, I mean, just huge. And so very frustrating to think about, you know, you've, you've had this weapon all year long, and what have we been doing? You know, and I know, and I know Tyler Shuck was a good runner, um, and, and, that, and that quarterback keeper run was working, but still, you had Taj Brooks in there, and, and you know, someone that can take hits and keep going, and we were utilizing him. Very frustrating. Hopefully, as the season goes on, we're going to still um, be able to rely on Taj Brooks. And, you know, Cameron Valdez, I thought he had some good runs. I was glad he was able to get in the end zone because, you know, he put in a lot of work. And um, I wanted him to be rewarded for that when the end zone. So that was that was huge for me. And then I thought Nehemiah Martinez at the end, towards the end of the game, you know, he came in, got you some quality yards. So I think the formula is there to run if you run the ball more that you've got you know a really good opportunity to you know basically keep this offense on the field a lot longer I really I really kind of wish we turn off the tempo 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 stuff um I just I don't think we're I don't think we're there yet offensively to do that and I don't think we're there defensively to do that to rely on a defense not tiring out but you know, overall, I thought, you know, offense looked good. Baron Morton, I thought, looked really good. Um, I know he's got some shoulder issues. Hopefully that continues to heal. Um, the uh, To me, the uh, the troubling thing still right now is you don't have a receiver. But you don't have a number one receiver that you can rely on to get you quality yardage. And I think you've got decent receivers. I mean, Fungi, you know, Fungi got himself a, uh, you know, a touchdown yesterday on the special teams. I think he's very talented. You know, Dre McCray got himself a touchdown on special teams yesterday. Very talented. Jerron Bradley. I mean, I think you've got some talent on wide receivers. They're just, it's not, they're not where they need to be. Um, But I think, again, the good news is you've, you've got a running game that you've been able to establish Keep working that, and then you, the the tight ends. Um, when you've integrated them, that's worked out really, really well um, for this team. So, big win. Um, now comes the big test, and, and this is a. I think next week is a big show me moment for most tech fans because you, in this Joey McGuire era, um, let, let's be blunt, you've only won one road game, and you've looked decidedly worse on the road um than you have at home and so i think this is a this is an opportunity again for there to be a bit of a ceiling breakthrough here um by getting yourself a road win and i i think if you don't get this road win you will not you will not get a road win this season i look at the other road games you're you're playing this year um you're having to go to provo um lawrence kansas and then austin i just if you can't win against Baylor, I, I don't see a pathway to winning on the road. And if you can't win on the road, you're putting your you're putting yourself in a lot of pressure at home 
to win every single road game or home game. You've already lost one home game. So big win. Uh, big win this week, but you got a big game coming up on Saturday against Baylor. And I think a very winnable game against Baylor. I think I think still on paper you are a better team than Baylor, but you you have to come out and prove it, and you have to come out and prove that you can do it on the road, which you have yet to do this year and really didn't do much last year. So I, I think very interesting game coming up here um, against uh, Baylor. And Baylor, you know, credit them. They had a really good win, obviously, on – um, you know, yesterday against UCF, they, they had a big comeback win. You know, I, I was kind of flipping between that game and the uh, Tech game, and it looked like uh, UCF was very comfortably in the in the lead and was going to win. And, you know, credit Baylor. They came back and um, were able to get themselves the win. Your hope if, <laughs> your hope if you are a, a Tech fan is that was, they, they're going to be emotionally spent and they just – all of the energy to winning that game is going to cause them to come back down to earth next week. That's your, that's your hope. We'll see what happens. But, I, you know, I think a very winnable game next week. And, again, it's a prove-me game. It's a prove-me game to see if, if we can take the next step as a football program. Because the next step as a football program is you've got to win some road games. And, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't – I can't envision them winning a road game if they can't win on next Saturday. I just don't. You win next Saturday, you get yourself to 3-3. Three and three. I think a lot of the panic and frustration that the Texas Tech fan base has been feeling kind of goes away a little bit. Um, but, you know, after that, you've, you're going to have to – you're going to have to prove yourself against some high-quality teams uh, with Kansas State and – you know, um, everyone else, Kansas State, BYU, all, all those other teams coming in. But, you know, big game next week. We'll talk a little bit about it. Um, um, I'll talk about my schedule for next week and kind of what we're probably going to do. Um, spoiler, we may we may or may not do a recap show. Or we may, or we may just lump the recap in with a regular episode. I'm, I'm still kind of, kind of deciding on that. So... Looking around the rest of the Big 12, um, you had some really good games yesterday. Obviously, you know, I talked about the UCF-Baylor game. Very uh, impressive comeback by Baylor. Um, yeah, I'd be hugely disappointed if I'm a UCF fan because that was just bad. Um, Friday night, you had a really good game against two of the newcomers, Cincinnati-BYU. BYU was able to come away with that. And I got to tell you, watching that, I, I watched bits and pieces of that game Friday night. Yeah, as a Tech fan having to go to Provo, they've got a really good home field advantage at BYU. That's going to be a tough game, and I knew it was going to be a tough game before the season. It that crowd, that atmosphere in Provo just reaffirmed it. And on the on the same hand, what the heck, Bounce House UCF? I mean, how, it was it was like maybe a quarter of the student section was there. You're in the Big Twelve now, people. We got to play big boy football. Figure it out. You shouldn't have half, like a quarter of the students there. My goodness. But, but it was the same deal with Houston a couple weeks ago. So, you know, BYU, I think, and well, and I would say Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's not very good. But, you know, BYU for sure, they are a team that I think is proving so far that, yeah, we're ready to be 
in, in, a, in, a, in a power conference. Now, interestingly, the records aren't bearing out for these newcomers. BYU has the only win, Big 12 win, but yeah, I, 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 that going to BYU in a couple weeks is going to be, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, Kansas, you know, just Texas blew them out. And a part of that was Jalen Daniels being out. Part of it is, I hate to say it, Texas is really, really good. And I hate it. It frustrates me. You know, Texas, it, I guess Texas is back. Ugh, I know. I just threw up in my mouth. Just, just saying that. Um, Next week, we got the Red River shootout with Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma routes Iowa State. Again, not a big surprise. I'm still not sold on Oklahoma being all that good. But having said that, and I've said it before on here, their schedule is just so easy. I could see them going, you know, 10 and 2 fairly easily and and, and really being a 6 and 6 to 8 and 4 record talent. But you're, you know, you. You're you're luckily you're facing Cincinnati, Iowa State. You're going to be facing, I, I believe, you're facing Houston. You've got Oklahoma State still on. I mean, you've got bad teams, and your non-con was a joke too. So it will not surprise me next week if Texas blows out Oklahoma again. Um, I'll talk Big Twelve race a little bit later, but it does feel like it's Texas and everybody else right now. Um. The other big game, and, and this one I watched a lot of this last night, um, I, um, TCU and West Virginia, really fantastic game, and West Virginia pulled it out. So that's a little bit encouraging as a Tech fan because maybe West Virginia is better than we thought they were. You know, everyone, pretty much everyone had picked them to finish last, and maybe they're, maybe they're a little bit more middle of the road. Um, TCU, again, is, is another team I, I, I just – I can't figure them out. You know, they I thought they looked really good, you know, last week, um, obviously, um, in their game against I think they were playing who SMU last week. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they've looked really good against SMU, who's really no slouch. Um, and then, you know, they looked really good against Houston, but again, Houston not very good. Um, so I thought maybe TCU could be that team. They could kind of figure figure things out, put it together, and finish kind of in that third, fourth, or possibly even contend to uh, to be playing in Arlington again, Big Twelve Championship. But you know, the, the, this was just—I think they're just a very middle of the road team. I think the, I think overall the Big Twelve is, is a lot of middle of the road teams. I think your your worst teams in the Big Twelve certainly. Uh, I think Houston, Cincinnati, um, are are down there. I think Iowa State's down there. Um, and then I think Oklahoma State's down there. Those four, I think, are really, really bad. Um, beyond that, that's when it kind of gets interesting. I think we're going to learn a little bit um, next week with Baylor and Tech. If Tech's able to get that win, then I think that kind of helps vault them um, off of that You know, five worst teams in the Big 12. I think, really, you may be playing for who's the fifth worst team in the Big 12 next week. Um, with this Texas Tech Baylor game, you know, I I know Baylor had a pretty pretty uh, impressive win, a comeback win, um, last week, but I still kind of lean that they're they're the fifth worst team because um, of the losses that they've had so far. But you know, again, if you're Texas Tech, you got to come out and prove yourself. You got to prove yourself that you can win a road game. 
And I think if you win a road game, the perspective of this team gets a little bit better. You're, you know, you're, you're one and one now in conference. I think beyond Texas, I, I think Texas is going to be in the big 12 championship game. I don't see them, you know, losing maybe one, one game. If we're lucky, two games uh, it would be like, I think an outlier, but you know, be beyond, beyond that. I, I don't, I think they're going to be in the Big 12 championship game. Right now, my gut tells me, you know, Kansas State still a pretty, pretty big favorite to be going back to the Big 12 championship. Um, Oklahoma certainly, you know, they lose in the Red River shootout next week, but then don't lose any more games, which that's possible. You could see them winning. Uh, you could see them back in the – that would be the nightmare. If it's a Red River shootout uh, rematch, that would be terrible because the narrative would be, well, look – the Big 12 is nothing without these two teams, which is bull. Um, since they announced, the last two Big 12 championship games haven't included either of them. So, but anyway, um, right now it's Texas, and then who's going to be that that second team in the Big 12 championship game is going to be the big question. So, anyway, I hope everybody has a great week. Um, Here's my tentative plan right now. I may try and do a regular episode recording on Thursday. Uh, this is our fall break this week um, at school. We're going to be at school Monday through Wednesday, and then Thursday is a teacher work day, and then uh, I get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, which is awesome. Love that. We're very grateful to have the, that time off. Um, Friday I'm going to be doing some a little bit of traveling, um, so I'm going to be busy most, most of Friday. And Saturday I'm running a lot of errands. Uh, just to get caught up on some stuff. Um, so if I, re- if I record a regular episode, it'll be on Thursday, and then we will do the recap episode of the Chris Carpenter Show of the Tech and Baylor game. It would be Sunday. Um, so just kind of wa- – again, if you're subscribing to the feed, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, any of those, all of the ones that I'm on, you'll, you'll, you'll get uh, obviously notification if I drop a new episode, but – um, I hope everybody has a great week. We've, we've still got Cowboys and Chiefs football to look forward to. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, did anybody, by the way, did anybody see the the Falcons-Jaguars game? I was watching a little bit of this morning before I went to church, and they were doing a – they did like a Toy Story. The, Disney Plus was doing like a Toy Story uh, rendition of the game. It was kind of wild looking. I don't know. I, it was interesting to say the least. I, I'm not sure – if I liked it or not, I mean, it's not for me uh, as a 40 year old man. It's really for, you know, little kids to enjoy, but yeah, very interesting. Um, so anyway, I hope everybody has a great week and I will see you next week on the Chris Carpenter show.